Hello, this is Paul, and you are listening to the Wayfarer Pedalcast. Oh. It's been quite a while since my last episode. There are a number of reasons for the hiatus. The first reason is because, well, to be honest, I ran out of content. After wrapping up the Macon River series, I didn't have any more episodes planned, and winter was in full swing in Japan. That doesn't mean I wasn't riding my bike, because you can ride a bike year-round in the Kanto region of Japan, but the temperature is definitely getting colder, with nights dropping below zero degrees Celsius. Not ideal conditions for camping. Another reason is that everyday life just got in the way. I started a new job, and with the new job came a change in lifestyle. At my previous job, I could commute to the office by bicycle because I had a great route from my home in western Tokyo to my office in central Tokyo. Unfortunately, my new workplace is farther away and it isn't practical to ride all the way to the office in western Kanagawa Prefecture, work a full day, including overtime, and then ride home. It just isn't practical on a regular basis. Just before the pandemic struck, I had finally found my commuting groove, a mixed mode of transportation that combined bicycling with the train. But now, for the foreseeable future, I work from my home most of the time. This episode has a special guest, my college-aged daughter, Pearl. She recently went on a bicycle adventure of her own to Chiba Prefecture. Pearl and I have gone on two bicycle tours together in the past year, but this is her first long ride on her own. Let's hear what she has to say about it. Please welcome to the Wayfair Pedal Cast, Pearl. I call this episode 10, Pearl's Big Adventure. So while I check the levels, why don't you tell me about your first bicycle? My first bicycle, um, I think it was the yellow bicycle that I got for Christmas when I was, I don't know, in preschool. It had Winnie the Pooh on it. Had Winnie the Pooh on it? Yeah. How old were you? I'm pretty sure I was like, um, four or five, I think. I don't remember. How long did it take you to learn how to ride? I don't remember. Probably like a few weeks. How did you feel when you learned how to ride a bicycle? Um, I felt really betrayed because I don't know. Somebody was like, "I'm gonna hold it all the time," you know. I, I'm I'm holding it, so trust me. And like when I looked back, nobody was holding the bicycle, and I was riding the bicycle. Who would do such a thing? It's probably you. I wouldn't do such a thing. You probably would. So you went on a little bicycle trip lately. Where did you go? I went to Soga, which is in Chiba. How long did it take you to get there? Um, Four hours and 40 minutes. How far is it? 70K. 70K. Mm-hmm. So you, you did something I never really considered for a bike tour. What? You left your bike at the train station for yes. how many days? Four days. Four days. Mm-hmm. I assume you locked it up. Yeah, I left it up. So what did you do when you got to Soga Station? Well, I took the train all the way to Kamogawa Station. This is where my friend lives, and I stayed four days at her house.
The next station is the doors on the left side will open. Then you came back to Soga. Yeah. And your bike was still there. Yes. So where where is Soga and Komaga? Komaga. Kam <laughs> Kamogawa. Um, they're both in Chiba. And it is 136k to Kamogawa. And I was planning to go all the way to Kamogawa. But it was kind of too hard, so I just went to Soga and took the train from there. And to get from here, where we live in Western Tokyo, mm -hmm. to Soga, you had to go all the way th through Tokyo, right? Yeah, yeah. How was that? Go riding through one of the biggest cities in in well the biggest city in Japan and one of the biggest cities in Asia. How was that riding all the way through? Well, you know, it felt really cool when you go past signs and places where you would usually take a train to go to, and uh, you know, it felt really good. Yeah. So, how was the traffic? Traffic, um, it wasn't really bad, you know. And I was on my bike, so I can go past cars. So why, given all that's going on these days, and the fact that this isn't the most, the weather at this time of year is not the most predictable, and with what well, with the COVID nineteen, why did you choose this time to go to on your bike trip? Well, actually, it's because of the COVID nineteen. Um, I don't have any club activities, and I had a lot of time. And also, I wasn't really supposed to use public transportation, so, you know, I thought it would be fun to ride my bicycle all the way to Chiba. I would just like to interject here before anyone starts preparing a rant about how irresponsible it was for Pearl to have gone on a bicycle trip out of town during a pandemic to explain the situation in Japan at that time. Pearl took her trip in mid-March before Japan had entered into a government-encouraged quarantine. When she took her trip, there were still fewer than 50 deaths from COVID-19 and less than a thousand cases of the disease nationwide. This compares to over 4,600 infection cases in the U.S. Per capita, the infection rate in Japan was half that of the U.S. at the time. So while there was some concern for her health, it seemed like COVID-19 was either under control in Japan or Japan had somehow dodged the pandemic bullet. As I edit this in early May of 2020, we know that the worst was yet to come for Japan, but it is still far better than most other industrial nations in the world. How old are you now? 20 years old. So is this your first bike trip? Um, no, actually I've been on a few bike trips with my dad, but it is actually my first bike trip on my own. And was that scary? No, not really. I was kind of worried if um, my battery would run out from the phone, but I didn't have to worry about that. And yeah, I have the navigator, so I wasn't really scared. <laughs> so what, what was so important about having battery in your phone? Well, I needed the navigation all the way to Chiba. Yeah, I always knew if I got lost, I'll find the nearest station and take the train all the way to... Yeah. 
all the way to Kamogawa, so I wasn't really scared. And I had money too. Oh, so you used your phone to navigate, used a map. Yeah. What program did you use? Um, I think I used NaviTime. It's an application on okay. my phone. So did that take you through, did that have like special bike routes or was it all just on city streets? Um, no, it had a lot of routes you can choose from like um, shortest distance or like um, hilly roads or stuff like that. And yeah, I think it was a really good application. So it let you choose hilly roads? Yeah. Not avoid them, but choose them? Both, both. <laughs> and did you choose to take the hilly roads? No, I chose um, the shortest distance. So what kind of bicycle do you ride? Um, I ride on a blue giant bicycle. So is that a special touring bike? Mm, I don't think so. It's a road bike, I think. <laughs> no, it's not a road bike. <laughs> you tell me. I mean. It's it's a hybrid cross bike. For, cross bike. It's yeah. just a commuter bike, right? Commuter bike. Yeah. This is Pearl's dad. I just have to set the record straight here. Pearl rides a giant escape R. We bought it for her when she entered high school for commuting to school. I suppose I shouldn't be too surprised she is aware of the color but doesn't have a clue what model she rides. So that's the same bike you've been riding to school and to yes. club activities. Since high school. So you didn't get a special bicycle? Nope. And so you didn't camp? Nope. And you didn't stay in a hotel? Nope. You stayed at your friend's house, yes. right? So that means you didn't have to carry a tent? Nope. And did you cook along the way? Nope. No. So you didn't carry cooking nope. gear? Did you carry food? Nope. So where did you eat while you were? Where went? did you eat? Well, I left at 7 a.m. and I got to the station by 12. So I stopped by at the station and bought some stuff at the convenience store. So this is kind of like what people call a credit card tour, except you don't have a credit card. No. Well, I do actually. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, no. no. This did not happen. No. no. Well, it's a, it's a kind of a on the economy, though. You didn't, have, you didn't actually, uh, you were paying for everything as you went along. Yeah. So you didn't have to camp and you didn't. No. So what gear were you carrying? What, what did you carry on your bike? Um, one set of clothes. Um, my wallet, um, chargers for my phone, and my Suica. <laughs> What's your Suica? What? What's a Suica? Suica is an IC card you use to take trains. Oh, so it's like a train pass? Yeah. Okay. So what? how, how did you carry all that gear? Do you have like panniers or? No, in my backpack. You wore your backpack on your back? Yeah. Really? Didn't, wasn't that uncomfortable after 70 kilometers? A little bit, but my back was really light, so it didn't really bother me. So what was the best part of your trip? Best part? Well, on the way home, I chose to go along the ocean, so I got to see the ocean view, and that was really nice. And what was the worst part of the trip? Worst part? Hmm, what's the worst part? Oh, my contact lenses fell out of my eyes. That was really uncomfortable. I see. Did you have backup lenses? I did, but I chose to wear my um, glasses. Okay. So it was only uncomfortable when they fell out or uncomfortable the whole time afterwards? No, just when they fell out and, you know, 
I had to go to a convenience store and go to the bathroom and take my contact lenses off. So, as a young woman, was there any time when you were you and you were riding alone the whole time? You weren't with anybody else, right? So, was at any time did you feel scared or kind of worried? Actually, not at all. Not at all. Okay. Well, on the way there it was um, morning, so you know it was there was daylight, and on the way back. I came back home at around 10 p.m., 9 p.m., but I was already in Tokyo, and there's a lot of um, it's busy in Tokyo, and there's a lot of lights, so I wasn't really scared. And it's not like you never ride at night, right? No. You, you ride at night all the time. Yes. Coming home from school or yeah. from work or club or yeah. So it's no big deal to you. Nope. So before that, we mentioned that you'd gone all the way through Tokyo from one side to the other. Yeah. So was it like urban riding all the way to Soga Station or were you in the countryside sometimes? Um, a little bit, but it was mostly a lot of cars and very urban. So it's all, it was all city streets or there's no bike trails or bike paths? Um, I was on bike trails on the way back, but on the way there, no. And was there a bike lane on any of those roads? Um, it, not really. Some of them did, but mostly just some. Of them, but they're the they're not really a lane lane. No, they're it just, just a, has a picture uh, of bicycles on the painted on the road. Painted on the road. Uh, so they're fake, fake. <laughs> so they're fake bike lanes. Yeah. Ersatz bike lanes, faux bike lanes. Yeah. <laughs> not like not real ones. No. They're just there to remind drivers that sometimes there's bicycles on the road. Yeah, bicycles exist. <laughs> okay. And uh, so, as a, a young woman riding all by yourself, mm -hmm. what kind of advice would you give someone else, like maybe one of your friends who said, Pearl, I mm -hmm. want to go on a bike ride. Is it a good idea? I want to go on a bike trip, a long tr bike trip. Mm -hmm. Well, it is definitely a good idea, and I would advise them... Try not to use Mama Chari, the ordinary kind of bicycle, you know. At least have some sort of, you know, good bicycle. It doesn't have to be really expensive, but not too cheap. Cut, cut, time out. I have to interrupt again. This time to explain what a Mama Chari is. A Mama Chari is a very popular bicycle in Japan. It is not built for speed or going over rugged terrain. It is built for shopping and carrying little kids to and fro. It is sometimes called a shopping bike by foreigners in Japan. It is based on the old British roadster style bicycle. They are single speed or with a three speed internal hub. They have a step through frame for ladies and dresses and sit up and bag handlebars and any combination of baskets and baby seats. It is safe to say that despite the surge in popularity of road bikes, mountain bikes, and cross-hybrid bikes, that Mama Chali still make up at least 50% of all bicycles on the road in Japan. And make sure you, you have errors in your tire and take money because you don't know what's going to happen. Ah, that's good. That's true. That's true. You never yeah. know. You don't want to be like your dad who rides through foreign countries with only 50 cents. Really? Yeah, you don't want to be that. <laughs> as long as you're riding in Tokyo, you'll find convenience stores along the way. So if you have money, I think you'll be fine. So you, so you think that riding in Japan, even for women, is, is safe? 
Um, well, if you're careful about the um, cards and everything, I think you're pretty safe. That's the kind of threat, though, the danger that really doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, right? Yeah. It's just, that's just general risk. I but mean, there's, you're yeah. not, you think, it, you don't think it's particularly risky for women to ride in Japan? I don't think so. I've never felt scared about riding in Japan at night. And you're on a bicycle, you're really fast, it's hard to catch you. Well, unless somebody else is on a bicycle faster than you. Or a motorcycle, <laughs> stuff like that. But yeah. So do you have any ideas or plans about bike trips you want to take in the future? No. Well, for now, I'm really satisfied <laughs> with the trip I took to Chiba, but I'd like to go camping soon, sometime. <laughs> any, any particular places you might want to go to? Well, I went to Oshima in last year, and that was pretty nice, so we could go there again, or you know, maybe go to Hatsushima, which is close to Oshima, and also an island. Would you would you consider taking another trip like you did to Sogo, where you go somewhere that you can get to in a day, take the train, and then use the train as like a fast forward or maybe a bus? <laughs> sure, why not? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I, I think that's a good idea. You could kind of extend where you go in a yeah. single day. Yeah. And uh, you you weren't at all worried about leaving your bicycle at the station for four days. Yeah, I was fine with that. Well, I I was kind of afraid that like the parking fee will you know be really really expensive, but actually only cost me one hundred yen. Well, that's that's cheap. That's yeah. really too cheap. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't supposed to be that cheap. I don't know what happened. Normally, it's a hundred yen a day or more. Yeah. I sometimes pay. Oh well, when I go to work, I pay two hundred yen a day. Yeah, I once paid like eight hundred yen. <laughs> That's way too much. <laughs> For one night. Yeah, I think a lot of people who aren't used to riding in Japan probably can't imagine paying money to park their bicycle. Mm. Especially if you live in America or uh, Canada or someplace like that, where there's lots of space to put your bicycle. And there's not yeah. many people riding bicycles. Mm. You can pretty much put your bicycle anywhere. Yep. And you don't pay for it, but that's not the case here. Yeah, you have to be really careful because if you forget that you're parking your bicycle, it could really cost you a lot when you get it out. That's true. If you leave your bicycle there for several days, uh, the fee accrues, doesn't it? Yeah. It builds up. Okay, well, thank you for joining the Wayfarer Pedalcast. Thank you for inviting uh, me. I hope you have lots of... You had no choice because you're my daughter. <laughs> I was twisting your arm. But I hope you do go on more trips, and I hope we can go on a trip again sometime yes, in the future. definitely. How did you like that? I may be a little bit biased, but I think Pearl is an amazing person. If you are a woman and considering going on a bicycle tour of your own, I hope Pearl's experience inspires you and maybe even gives you some ideas about how to ride your own ride. Remember, a bicycle tour doesn't have to be at roughing it in the woods, doing stealth camping, and cooking over a fire, or any of that kind of thing. Those are fun, if that kind of thing is up your alley. But a bicycle tour can just be riding your bike to a friend or family member's house that lives some distance away, spending time with them, then riding home. 
and it isn't cheating if you don't go all the way by bicycle. There's nothing wrong with getting a fast forward on a train, a bus, or a boat. I was happy to share Pearl's story with you. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to tell us about it, you can send me an email at journeyman at wayfair.bike or you can drop by our base camp on the web www.wayfair.bike I like it when people leave comments. I don't know when the next episode of the Wayfair Pedalcast is coming out, but I hope you tune in again. Thank you.